With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, Broadway best friends. It's your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, back with the Broadway cast. In my opinion, the single greatest theater podcast to ever exist. We talk a lot about Broadway and off-Broadway on our show. And yes, New York City is the epicenter of professional theater on this planet we call Earth. But for a vast majority of us theater fans, myself included, our first foray into the magic of Broadway shows happens a little bit closer to home. I will never forget packing up our family's passenger van, and driving to Denver, Colorado, specifically to see the national tour of Les Miserables. I wasn't about to wait for that to get to Salt Lake City. I wanted what I wanted, and I wanted it now. That night, maybe one of the best nights of my life, I put on a full suit, slicked my hair, and stepped out with Mommy in style. It was more than I could have ever dreamt, and I dreamed a dream about it a lot. Uh, my dad thought it was nice, but I guess that is uh, for me and my therapist. I even got the OG white Cosette sweatshirt, rarely seen, collector's item. If anybody's seen it, please let me know. I'm sure so many of you have subscriptions to your local theater leagues and get in those theater seats as often as you can. And the great news is the touring productions are full of all the talent and all the magic that Broadway has to offer. I've been lucky enough in my career to tour a few times with shows like Footloose and State Fair, and it's an exciting adventure out on the road. New cities, new faces, new theaters, new wardrobe and tech staff, whole new orchestra. Think about it. So today I wanted to check in with some friends of mine who are currently out there living the glamorous life on the road. Courtney Reed, the original Broadway Jasmine in Aladdin and is currently starring as Satine in the national tour of Moulin Rouge. Taria Campbell, who is no stranger to touring nor Broadway, having played Nala in The Lion King, Aida in Aida, and Dolores Van Cartier in Sister Act. These days, audiences across the country are way more than satisfied <laughs> with her performers as Angelica Schuyler in Hamilton, and also the King himself, OG Rent star, and one of the workingest Broadway stars of our generation, Adam Pascal! Yes, the Adam Pascal. One song glory, Adam Pascal. Adam is leading up the national tour of Pretty Woman after taking on the role in New York for a hot minute. 
These three get real with us about what life is like on the road, how it differs from life upon the Wicked Broadway stage, and their favorite places to perform, favorite moments to perform. I think you're going to learn a lot that you never thought about. Now, before we get on with the show, I want to remind you to subscribe to the show, rate and review us, follow us on social media at The Broadway Cast, follow me at Ben Does Broadway. If you would like to support us further, you can do so as a member of our Patreon family. All you got to do is click the link in the liner notes, become a part of the Patreon family to receive behind the scenes extra content that's created just for you. We would love it if you become part of our Patreon family. All right, pack your bags. We're going on the road with three Broadway superstars. Let's go on with the show. And this one is just too much fun for words. I feel like this is um, old timers day at the podcast, but, but, but very young, attractive, beautiful. Meaning that I've known all of you for, for just a hot minute, which seems completely crazy because we're so dewy and fresh. Uh, let's say hello to our fabulous panel from all over the country today. She's currently starring as Satine in Moulin Rouge, the musical. Of course, audiences know and love her. Originating um, Jasmine in Aladdin on Broadway. Courtney Reed is here. Hi, Courtney. Ah, oh, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> People in their cars are nodding. I know that, yes. <laughs> um, first question first, uh, where, where in the world are you right now, Courtney? I'm in San Francisco. Heavenly. Yeah. That's one of the stops that you look forward to making on the tour. Oh, for sure. That's for sure. It. Loving it. Loving it. That is so fun. Also with us, um, <laughs> from currently starring in Hamilton on the road. She's also starred in, uh, Sister Act on the Road and The Lion King on Broadway and everything you've ever seen in your entire life. Taria Campbell is here. Hi. Hi, Taria. And Hi, Bandy. Where does Hamilton find you right now? I'm in our nation's capital, oh. Detroit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm in Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to talk about Detroit later on because there are some very specific things about touring through Detroit that I think need to be addressed. Um, I want to point out, though, and I don't know if you'll remember this, Taria, but I remember that you and I were in a car driving out to Fire Island, the gay island, to sing for the, for well, the gays. And the gays. you were in the process of auditioning for Hamilton, and we were going over yes. your sides and music in the car. And, I, and you said that I had to sing my audition piece at the bar, yeah. and I was not planning on it. Yeah. And you made me do it. Yeah, and did the homos love it? The homos loved it. They love yeah. it. <laughs> and it seems like it, it seems all in all that this worked out pretty well, I think. Yes. Great. The homos loved it and the straights that cast yeah. it. <laughs> well, I want to just for reference, these are the only straights that cast anything. All right. Um, <laughs> also with us, the living legend, the icon. I'm a big fan. Happy to call him friend. We know him as Roger and Rent. He's also been in uh, Memphis on Broadway. He's currently starring in Pretty Woman out on the road. Ah, Adam Pascal hi, is here. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi, Adam Pascal. Hi. hi, nice to see you, ladies. Thank you for uh, for doing this, uh, all of us together. It's lovely to see you both, and I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. It's really fun, Adam. Where where are you in the world? Uh, I am in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Fayetteville, Ooh. Arkansas. What's the name of the theater in Fayetteville, Arkansas? Well, it's funny you should ask that because as we were waiting to <laughs> sign on, I was looking it up to see where I was going this afternoon. 
Um, it is called <laughs> the Walton Arts Center. <laughs> the Walton Arts Center in Fayetteville, Walton, Arkansas. Yes, the Walton Arts Center. Yeah. Um, I'd love that you had to look that up though, because that's that nothing really suggests tour life quite like going. I'm, I, well, where am I? I was going to say, I? I'm sure, I'm sure um, both of uh, both of my fellow uh, travelers will agree that like you know things tend to blur into one another, and honestly, like you know you can't you can't remember everything. So I I never know the name of the theater generally until it's like I got to get there for sound check, you know, on Tuesday. And I look it up and go, where, where is it? How, how long is it going to take me to get there? And, you know, like, it's sort of like, yeah. And let, and let Uber do the rest. And then you forget which, which venue is which venue in which city until you come back around. Yes, that's true, too. And then you yes. get there and you're like, oh, San Diego, it's this place with the hula hoops. <laughs> right. Yes. Right? And the double dutch. Yes. They, you, you've got to do the hula hooping, the double dutching when you're in San Diego. It's just like when you're in Memphis, you have to have... Have you guys played Memphis yet? We're going in, in a couple of weeks. A few weeks we'll be there. Okay, Adam, get ready. In, well, maybe you've played through Memphis before, but at the Orpheum Theater, I don't remember. all the friends... <laughs> of the, exactly, but you will when you get there. All the friends of the Orpheum, quote-unquote, they throw you this incredible potluck dinner like in between shows. Oh, I think I do remember that. All yellow food. Yeah. There's not... A yellow and yeah. brown. Yellow and brown yeah. foods. It's mac and cheese and potato salad and everything you want before your second show on a Saturday. I was going to say, nothing I can eat between shows, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so you can, you can fart your way through the show. It's very, very sweet. Wait, uh, wait I thought this was in, I thought it was in um, Minneapolis. They do it there, too. They do it there, too. And it's at the they do it in. They do it at San Antonio, Texas, too. They do do it in San Antonio. Okay, well, oh, shout yeah. out to all of these. And places. everything is a, everything is a casserole <laughs> yes. in San Antonio. And when you're like casseroles that I didn't even know that you could have a casserole. Of. And when you're from the coast, you forget all about casseroles, and the next thing you know, bam, casseroles in every town. Casserole is a very transferable right. food. You know, it's a, it's it, it's it's hearty and it fits in a big square thing that you can sort of take anywhere and reheat. It's the perfect type of dish for that thing. Well, one yeah. pot wonder. Absolutely. One pot wonder. <laughs> I've been called that before. All right, now before we jump in with all of this, tell me where have your lives before this very important crucial moment in your careers, where have your lives intersected before? And I know, I know Adam and Taria, but, uh, or is this- a Maybe Adam doesn't know. Uh, I was, I, 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 yeah, well, I can say that I don't think Courtney and I have actually met no. in person. No, we've never met. Uh, mm -hmm. We may have crossed paths at a benefit at some point uh, that we both were performing at, but I don't think we actually yes. ever met. And Terea, I, I, I know that we've done something. I just can't remember what it is. My apologies. Would you like me to Please refer to you know. a yes. funny story? Please. Well, I was standing in a stage management office as I newly started a job. And in between cues, this leading man comes in and says, is the new Aida here? Is she cute? <laughs> And everyone just kind of turned around and said, she's right there. And that's oh how my we goodness. met. And then we well, didn't show uh, <laughs> yeah. pleasant. That's... It was towards the end of the run. I was Deborah Cox's standby. Okay, so, okay, so this was, uh, I had, yes. okay, so this must have been, so like I left. Um, yes, and, and then you and came, then I came back. back. Right, just for like the last couple of months or something. Um, mm -hmm. So we did I together. End. So nice to see you again. <laughs> we did. Yeah, it's been a long time. That, that, oh my gosh! You not that was, only like, that was almost you've made 20 out years ago, right? 
you will stop yelling. <laughs> you will stop telling everyone that we were that old. But yes, Sorry. it was. It was uh, like 2003. Yeah, before, yeah, something maybe. like yeah. It was right around there. Yeah, it had to have been. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I've ever. I I know who you are, Courtney. But I think that wait, Courtney, you're Adam's sister, right? No, no, no. Oh wait, no. sorry. His sister did play Jasmine. Yeah, I'm a little no, confused. but that would be so weird. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we met. Yeah, we can. must have met during. Wait, do you know Stephen Cuts? Yes. Okay, I think uh. you and I met through Stephen Cuts, but I feel like at some Midtown bar. Yes. Ninth Avenue House. That's Kitchen where it gets moments. really confusing. Yeah. It's... Yes. Yes, yes. See, it's all a blur. Yeah, when the meeting at the bar all happens. All coming together. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome to each other once more. <laughs> we like to, to start off with the game, loosen ourselves up, get the creative juices flowing. And uh, in honor of this being our first ever on the road touring panel, we're going to play a game called Anybody Have a Map? And this is how we play. Does anybody have a map? Map. That's a little dear Evan Hansen in the wrong key for you. All right. I am going to speak through, or maybe I'll sing it. We'll see how feisty I feel. A song that is location specific within the United States of America. The first one of you to jump in and tell me what musical that site specific tune is from gets the point. There are extra points if you sing along. Here we Go, and don't be polite, please. We hate it when people are polite. Just get in there. Just rip each other limb for limb. Okay, here we go. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Right? Just It's from? Two, three it's from uh, uh, what do you mean, it's from? I mean, Gary. And what show is oh, that from? Oh, it's from The Music Man, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay, so we're guessing, That's what we're looking we're guessing the, 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 the show. Okay, Musical. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well done. And given that we just talked about that, I'm glad it was you that got the point. Uh, <laughs> This one is a freebie, so this is just for speed. Oh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Everybody got that one. It's from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, I love my pa, ma, I love my pa, but I love dear old Arkansas. Is from going once. We're so going good twice. at this. It's from Big River. Oh, no. Okay, great. Moving on. Ben, only this do ones another... that we were in. I know. Ben, That's right. I know. Okay. know them. Yeah, we need a little. I help. would love. It's the wrong crowd. Agrabah, Agrabah, and Nubia oh. are not on your touring schedule. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, then this one is hard too. Then all I know, all, all, all I know, all I owe, I owe, I owe, I owe, I owe, all I owe, and I know why. And go. It's from. Wonderful. We're all going to learn a little something. It's from State Fair. That's State Fair the Musical, Rodgers and Hammerstein. I did a production when I was 19 and I was a tap dancing cow for a couple nights. That's oh. showbiz for you kids. What an icon. All right. Uh, um, all right. We're going to make this easier for you now. Santa Fe. Newsies. And That's rent. right. But wait a minute. And That's right. Yes. You can open up a restaurant. We were first before Newsies. That's, that's first. Just saying. Yep. <laughs> How about New York? New York, it's a hell of a town. The bu 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 42nd the Street. Down. No, but very Guys close. And on the town? No, uh, that's right. Adam Pascal got it on the town. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh. I got that. Wow. Okay. You did. You got that right. 
How about this one? You got this one. Good morning, Baltimore. That's correct. Uh, I want to be in America. West Side Story. West Side Story. Good. That's a winner for everybody. Texas has a whorehouse in it. That's the whorehouse in Texas. Yep. Yep. Giving that one away for free. And uh, finally, the old red hills of home. Oh, that's a Jason Robert Brown something. That it is. Parade. 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 Correct. Ding, ding, ding. There we are. Guess what? You all won a prize package worth over $4 million that you can look for at the stage door uh, at the theater in Detroit when you get there. Congratulations. Um, let's, uh, before we get on the road with y'all, I'm always interested to know for you guys have all had really expansive, really exciting, uh, really varied careers in the theater. I want to know when you were sweet little babykins, what was the the memory, the moment that you saw something on stage or maybe it was on film and you said, that's what I want to do that kind of launched you into this? This business we call show, particularly the theater. How about you, Teresa? Well, I have super contrasting things. I saw Annie and I had the album of Annie and it was a, Naturally. a, a rare album that the case of the album opened up and it was a board game and you could follow along while, while the, the, the story played and then you followed along. It looked like Candyland, you know, like what she was doing. And I wanted to be Annie so bad. And then I saw the color purple when my mom took me to see it as I was way too young and I knew I wanted to be an actress. So those two things, I was like a super serious, like always quoting like lines from the color purple, like inappropriately at a very young age <laughs> and, and Annie and always singing the sun will come out tomorrow at the bottom of the stairs. And if you wanted to go to, get upstairs, you had to pay a quarter. Uh, well, she knew her worth even then. Just belting as a young child. <laughs> a toll to be prayed. How about you, oh Courtney Oh my gosh, Taria, I love that. I actually think the moment I knew I wanted to pursue this for the rest of my life was the moment I played Annie and Annie. So that's really crazy Yay! that you mentioned that. I always tell that story, but I don't know. I, I didn't really... Uh, I was so paranoid about doing this musical theater challenge because I was like, I don't know anything about musical theater. Like I was a total, I loved Britney Spears and the Spice Girls. And, Ooh. you know, I was like obsessed with pop culture, not so much like musical theater. So I don't think like, I didn't see much theater growing up either. So I would say probably listening to the album of Miss Saigon, I, I thought like Leah Salonga was like it for me. And also, like, just, she, she was the voice of Jasmine, and I was, like, obsessed with that movie growing up. So I, I think she was, like, my musical, th like, my into, like, musical theater, like, wanting to be in musical theater. When you, at playing Jasmine on Broadway, what was the moment that you actually met Leia Salonga? I'm assuming yeah, this oh, happened. Oh, yeah, happened. She came to see the show. I was so nervous. I probably sucked. I think it was really bad that day. <laughs> just because I knew she was in the audience. I was so nervous. And we had seen... They should never no, tell you who's there. they never tell you. And, you know, we had massive celebrities. Come in. I, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't nervous, but then when she came, I was so nervous. But, yeah, she, it, was, it was maybe like a year, maybe like a six months in, and she came, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, Leah, she's such an icon. <laughs> did, you, did you have an embrace? I love those moments. I think that's so fun when you get to meet your idols. Yes. Those people that you... You, even even if you just know their names from like cast album liner notes and then all of a sudden they're in your life. I think oh, it's that's so, so cool. great. Yeah, when I, um, it, it's like I um, did for my senior showcase, I sang Easy as Life. 
And then I went and like, I had a friend who was ushering at Aida. And so I like snuck in and saw a bit of it. And then when I finally got the job, I wore her costumes, uh, wore Heather's costumes. And I was just like, well, nothing is just going to be ever better than this, you know? <laughs> uh, I will tell you one of the moments for me that where that came true was getting to be in a show with Adam Pascal. I'm such a rent head. Yes. But Adam, I, I, yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, remember I was like, the lottery? Was that was like front. the first lottery. Yeah, I yeah. sitting in the I front in that, row of rent, like this, this is the shit. I was there. I moved to New York in 1996. So I was looking up your nostrils, Adam, <laughs> sitting in that front row. Lucky you. Weeping. <laughs> Lucky me. Um, but Adam, I know that your trip to, uh, to theater was not particularly conventional. No, uh, either. right. And so, and, and I, I, so I wasn't a theater kid. Um, and, uh, but I, but, and, and I didn't see a lot of theater growing up, even though I grew up in New York. Um, but um, I, I, I loved, loved musical films. You know, mm. I loved Hair. I was obsessed with that movie um, and, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Tommy and, and Grease. And like, just, I just loved musical films, you know? Um, and so, but then I, but then, you know, I played in rock bands and all that stuff. And, uh, but then what really, the, the moment for me actually was that, was getting cast in Rent and, and actually getting up on a stage and doing it. Um, and, and the feeling that I got from doing that um, it was felt so much more comfortable and natural than being a singer in a rock band ever did. And that's what I had done for all of those years. And it wasn't until I started doing theater where, where that felt so much more comfortable that I realized, oh, there was something off about that. That wasn't really, that wasn't the right place for me. And like, this felt like the home to me, like just being on a stage in a musical with other people and doing what we do, like that really felt the most comfortable and natural place for me. Oh. That's when did you ever dream you'd go on to play this kind of variety of roles in the theater? I mean, we're talking everything from Huey Calhoun to Harold Hill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I no, of course not. And and certainly at the beginning of my career, uh, you know, I I, I I I was still very much in sort of the rock band thing, like trying to do that yeah. as well as you know. And so I I, I never could envision myself doing things that were like uh, the music man. I think I even said that someplace, you know, like like in an interview. Um, but but you know, look as my career went on, and and I started to realize that this really was the place for me, or at least one of the major places that I wanted to spend my life, you know, sort of pursuing. Um, I, I, I and you mentioned before, like sort of like, do you want to come on and come on and be part of the rock? Broadway guys and I'm like no 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 because I don't want it because like I am that and I'm so proud of that and being part of that but it's like I need to and, and I always needed to do and expand and do other things that weren't that you know and so and that's what makes a, a career like this so much fun and exciting is is to be yeah. as diverse as you can be and pushing your own limits and your own envelope and what you think you could do you know like everything that I've done in my career many things I I didn't wasn't sure I could do it you know when I you know I when I did cabaret or I did you know like Memphis or whatever it was like I I wasn't sure I was like I think I can and that's why I pursued it because I really felt like I could and then with each step and you realize oh I can trust my instincts I'm right about this when I feel like I can do it generally I can trust that now because I've done it and I've been successful enough times to go okay I can you know but it takes a long time to learn to sort of trust your own instincts like that. I think that speaks a lot to how much you care for the acting of it all, because it would be very easy, I would imagine, for you to kind of stay in. I'm just going to do these rock and roll guy parts, and that's what I'm going to do. 
So I think that speaks really highly to your care for the art. Well, thanks. And, and, and by the way, as we all know, nothing's easy. So even if I had wanted to stick to that, I, you know, I'd still be, it'd still be a struggle and a nightmare at times as it always is. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, to me, that was, that was what I wanted to pursue was the fun of that, of playing make-believe and disappearing and becoming different people and speaking in different accents and wearing costumes. And, and you know what I mean? Like, that's what's fun. You know what I mean? It's doing the same thing over and over again is just like, I, I would never want to be stuck like that. Yeah. Well, now we're out on the road. Checking in, I believe, Tari, you've been on the road before. Adam, you've been on the road before. Uh, have you, Courtney, is this your first time out on the, on this the road? This is my very first time. Ooh. And with a, this is a big fun yeah. show to be a part of, to be out there for your it's very like first time. It's like a dream time. tour, yeah, for um, sure. What are some of, first thoughts, what are some of the things that come to mind when you think about acclimating to tour life? Or maybe even for those of us who have toured before, Taria, how many times have you been on tour? Four. Four times? I think so. What, what are some of the big things that you've learned that you've taken on the road with you as you venture off? I drive the tour. Again? I have tell, to. Tell us what that means. So I, yeah. I have a car. And I, I bought a car while I was on the road so that I could drive the car so that everything that I travel with me does not have to be, you know, in two suitcases, a trunk and a carry-on, you know, so I can travel a, you know, big backdrop. I can travel this thing that someone gave me, which is a bus <laughs> of John F. Kennedy. And now I own this. And so I have to travel it, you know, I travel with my own candles my spices my pots my pans all my clothes like that kind of thing because the comfort of um the comforts of whatever my life is at the moment that's what I need so that I can feel like I'm not just living out of a suitcase and you know going from city to city that's what I need at this age and stage of my life um some people are different some people don't need to cook every day I, I need to cook every day that's just something I do and when we were in quarantine, I started making a cooking show because I was bored, you know, so like that kind of thing. I, I think yeah, that so, I, I need, I need my stuff. Yeah. Well, for a lot of people listening, generally speaking, you travel with the company, they arrange your flights and they yep. put you on your flight on what they call, would call a, maybe a golden day or a travel day. Mm -hmm. And you have what you've got two suitcases. And, and if you're lucky, in your contract, a trunk that you can, that you take with you, but you, but yeah, you kind of, kind of like it gives you a, a lot of steamer freedom. trunk guys. If you're thinking of like a, a trunk that you would have, that's got like two locks on it and it can be like, you know, 200 pounds or whatever like that. And you put all of your heavier items, your winter clothes, if it's summertime. And so it's kind of like your closet, if you will, but otherwise you have to be on a plane and you know, your stuff has to be 50 pounds or less. And it gets kind of hard when you add in all the things that you need. And so for me, it's important. And, and also having a car on the road gives you a lot more freedom and where you can live, you know, because most of the time there's a company housing option where uh, it's close to the hotel. There's usually two. One has a kitchen. One doesn't have a kitchen. If you're in a tour that the sit down is longer than three weeks, then you must have a kitchen option if you're on a production contract. But other times it's just a hotel and, and you're just in a room. So if you have bacon for breakfast, you smell Where like bacon right all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, well, it's and a, then you've got to figure out, yeah, you have to figure out, you, you got know. to figure out how to get around town. And if you want to experience the town, you've got to figure that out. And you've got a car, you can zip around. Mm -hmm. um, what have, what have you learned through touring Adam? Uh, well, interestingly enough, uh, so this is my third tour and it's it, it, sort of the, 
opposite of Terea. Like I've taken as little stuff as I can. <laughs> I realized that like, you know what? I, I wear the same jeans to and from the theater every day anyway. I wear the same five t-shirts every, you know what I mean? Like, and mm -hmm. so I realized that like, I don't need all my stuff. I, you know, I can like, I can have one hoodie instead of three, you know, like, um, uh, but I certainly understand wanting all your stuff as well. I get that too, you know, and also I, I love to cook and I miss it. And I, you know, whenever I have the opportunity, I do when we have kitchens, you know, we just, and it's hard, you know, we just came from a, a place as so we were in Atlanta and we had rooms with big full kitchens and it was great. And it was awesome. And now I'm in a hotel room with a small refrigerator and that's it. And not even a microwave. Like, you know, and it's like, you have to figure out how to adjust, you know, from week to week. Cause now yeah. we're on one weekers, you know? Um, and you have to figure out, yeah, how to, how to adjust from week to week. And so that's, that's been, that's been a, a, a challenge. Um, but I, I finally figured out what works for me, you know, and sort of like how to, how to function, how to get around. And, 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 you know, I think if I ever did it again, um, I would do it maybe more like Terea does it with the car and, and have more stuff and be able to sort of like stay in Airbnbs if, you know, like, and, and I, 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 I might do that as well. You know, it, it really, it depends. It know? also depends on how, like where you're saying, like, if you're in a one weeker, it's kind of annoying, you know, because uh, Ben was speaking earlier about a golden day versus a day, a, a travel day. So a golden right. day is a day where there's no travel or rehearsal so it's your free whole entire day but if you're on a tour where you go from one week to one week you rarely have a golden day because the day that is your day off monday is the day that you're traveling so yeah. sometimes the luxury of staying in a hotel is you don't have to worry about anything in those yeah. you know short visits somebody else is taking care of it you don't have to worry about you know your laundry or washing your sheets or whatever because somebody else is going to take care of that right sure so Courtney, with, with all of that, what have you learned? What did you have to learn real quick about being on the road? And you've got some pretty nice sit downs, obviously. With yeah, the well, the I have to say, our first city was Chicago, which is where I'm very I was surprised to hear that you don't have your own great. dresser that travels like with you. Going from my apartment to the, you know, go to tech and then yeah, home, I mean, it was great. And then, um, we, you know, we were two and a half months in LA here. We're here for two and a half months too. So I think for me, I was like, what do I, I was calling all of my friends that have toured before. And I was like, what? What do I do? What do I need to know? And the, what I, keeps me sane is the packing cubes because I'm a very like organized person. I need to know where all of my stuff is at all times. Right. So I like meticulously organized all of my stuff. So when I take my packing cubes out, I just put them in the drawers. And then when I, cause I just hate packing so much and packing and like <laughs> it, like unloading and packing, I just want to make that as simple as possible. But I think the biggest challenge for me is with this track in particular is going to new cities and um getting new dressers that has been the what i never ah. anticipated on understanding is that like there's a there's that really big learning curve in that first sort of week when you go to the new city and then i get so used to my dressers and then i'm like oh and then i'm kind of like heartbroken when i leave them and then and this track is so you know when she's not on stage she's changing and there's it's so many series of quick changes and so it's like oh my gosh it's and it's all meticulously choreographed I'm surprised too. Know, right? Because it's so it's crazy. <laughs> it's like Yeah, it's a it's a really hard track to learn. But I we do have supervisors that then sort of um they supervise within the first week. And so it, it hasn't been it hasn't been crazy. It's just like, oh, I have to like sort of retrain my mind and go like listen, they don't know 
it well. Yet. So just like, sure. it's like, it becomes you training them on how you like to do things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I was on Sister Act, I did not have, we didn't travel with the dresser initially and I missed one cue and Jerry Zacks who directed it was in the back of the house during tech. And he was like, that's it, she's getting a dresser. And this was like a seated tour where they were paying everybody $2.50. You know, so, but, but what we got a, but we got a dresser because there were so many quick changes yeah. for the nut or for um, Dolores and it's, it's crazy. Well, and that's outside of the dresser situation. That's huge, first of all, but there's all new backstage choreography. The audience who's sitting out front enjoying the tunes and the story and the performances isn't aware of the big show that's happening backstage, which when you're on the road changes all the time. So you have to learn to go around somebody and maybe this person's over there and this light of stairs. Maybe the is. stage doesn't fit. The backstage stuff that you used to, like you normally have doesn't fit backstage because there's no room. So you have, there's a cross un- over or cross under. Yeah, which can be, that's terrifying, quite <laughs> yeah. frankly, to, to do a show you've been doing forever and have to figure that out. What, um, what are kind of the biggest broad strokes differences in performing a show eight times a week on Broadway versus on the road? Given all the things that we've kind of already said, in, when, in regards to stamina, are the extra precautions you need to take in your performance? Does your performance change at all um, based on where you are? Or have, let's say you've gone to Denver and you have to play, at, you know, in the Mile High City and they've got oxygen tanks in the wing. They do. How does, how does it change? How do you have to adapt your performance based on the fact that you're somewhere new all the time? Well, being in, being in Hamilton, which is a, I'm going, I'm using air quotes, y'all, political show sometimes. When you go to different cities and they are not the cities that are your Uh people, um, sometimes you get audience members who, Okay, so when we're on tour, right? So like say you're somewhere for three weeks, right? The first week is always subscribers, meaning they're people who have subscriptions to the theater and they will see everything that comes through no matter if they want to see it or not. So sometimes you get people who are sitting in the audience the first week, they're not clapping, they're not laughing, they're not enjoying themselves because they didn't choose to come and see Hamilton. It just came with the packet. So sometimes the the, the first week in a city is a little harder because you have subscribers who are generally... Um, older um, and maybe this music and this content is a little too fast for them or a little too current or urban for them so so we get sometimes audiences that are not all the time with us yeah have you found that to be true either of you adam or courtney uh i i mean uh, you know i i've i haven't been in a show necessarily that has had any elements of sort of sort of things that might be and I, 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 I can't think of another word, but divisive in that way. It's not divisive. It's not what I mean, but like, you know, things that would sort of, you know, like, um, but, but, um, but I, I certainly am, am well uh, acquainted with the differences in enthusiasm levels and things like that of different audiences in different cities. Sure. You know, um, and, and obviously some are better than others, others. And then there are the ones that you think are going to be really bad and they end up being actually really great. Those are always like, you know, great surprises, you know. Um, but, um, but for me, like, you know, the, a, a big difference between doing stuff on Broadway and doing it on the road is, and it's, just, it's one of the reasons why I actually like the road, is I enjoy the, the, the different cities. It, it, keeps it, it keeps a little electricity there when, you know, look, I did Aida before I, you know, before I left and came back, I was there for three years, you know what I mean? And so like three years of like doing a Broadway show and going to work and it it becomes like a nine to five thing where like, it's, it's hard to, you know, 
like get that sort of creative energy up. I mean, you do it. We all do it because we're pros and we know how to do it even when we don't want to do it. But, 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 you know, there's something about that different city each week that just sort of puts an element of excitement that just keeps it a little bit current, even after doing it for a long period of time. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, um, so, so I, so I'd never toured before, like officially, but when I was in Aladdin, I asked if I could do, we, I switched with Izzy McCalla. We, she made her Broadway debut and I, I did, um, they were at the Pantages. I really wanted to play LA. So I did technically do oh, five gosh. weeks on the national tour. And one thing that I realized is same as, is, as you, Adam, that I, I did the show for like four years. So when we first opened the show, the audiences were so alive and so like in it and they would react to everything. And then as the years went by, they were kind of like, okay, anyway. And so I got used to that. You sort of acclimate to that. And then when I was in LA doing Aladdin, it was like, oh my gosh, the audiences felt like when we opened. And I think with Moulin Rouge, they, they all of the audiences are so alive. Like we, we got invited to see the show on Broadway many times before we left the tour when we were rehearsing. And um, I noticed, I was like, gosh, why are the, the audiences aren't laughing at these moments. I don't understand. And, you know, it's just because it's been on Broadway for a while. So these new cities, it's like, that's, to me, I think some of the major differences, especially with like a first national, most of these people have never seen Moulin Rouge. They they don't get a chance to see right. it on Broadway, obviously. So they're they're so excited. They listen to the album. They're so um, just jazzed about it. So the audiences are just so alive, like you were saying, Adam. But I think one of the also the main differences for me is um, acclimating to the the allergens in different cities. I'm like, oh ah, my god, yeah, yeah, I'm totally. Like, I'm like different theaters. Yeah, I'm like really sneaky yeah. here. You have to get the no, local honey. Are you getting I, the local yeah. honey, Courtney? What are the tricks? So, yeah, so every city you go to, so you get the local honey of wherever you are, and then that'll help you with your allergies and um, acclimating to what oh is going gosh. on, like the pollen and stuff like that. So you go to like a, um, sometimes they have local honey in like the Whole Foods, or you can go to like a, a fair or okay, like a um, farmer's that. market. Oh my gosh, any get other your local honey, girl. This is a pro Please. hack. Local honey, I'm like, <laughs> What do I do? Even from LA to San Francisco, I'm like, oh my gosh, the pollen count here is crazy. You know what though? It's also, it's not just the outdoors, yeah. it's the indoors. You know, we're all staying in hotels yeah. and even whether you're in a hotel or an Airbnb or whatever it is. And I hate to say this, but like, if there's a carpet, if there's a rug, if there's a, there's dust mites in yeah. there, you know what I mean? Like there's dust mites everywhere. They just exist, exist everywhere. And yeah. old yeah. Mold, moldy stuff. Old and it doesn't have to be like dangerous, life-threatening black mold, but there's other kinds of mold right. that just like, you know, are always there. They affect your allergens. So it's all of that. Yeah. And it doesn't really affect other right. people who aren't singing right. eight times right. a week. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it affects us. Like the slightest little thing. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? What uh, on your journeys, what have been some of your favorite places to play and why? And and what what are some places where you you found some challenges or I know that in some shows, Taria mentioned this a little bit earlier, sometimes, and I did bus and truck tours when I was very, very young, and we would have to do a different version of the set depending on what, what theater we were in. We're like Ooh. doing Tommy and they're like, hey, this is a one pinball machine show. So we're like, all right, so the rest of you just jazz hands at each other. Hang out. You know, whatever you gotta do. Um, but what have, your what have your favorite places to play Bean? You go first, Adam. Bean, my British. <laughs> um, well, you know, I've, I've, uh, what what makes a good city for me is is not necessarily what makes it good for other people. Like one of the main things for me is 
I don't care what the theater looks like out for the audience and what their proscenium and their ceiling looks like. I need to, I need it to be comfortable backstage. Like that to me, like, you know, like when we, people walk into the Fox in St. Louis and they're like, Oh my God, the Fox, the Fox sucks. It has the worst backstage. <laughs> it has, it's, it's like a, it's like an old high school locker room and the sinks, and that like elevator. you have to press each one down and the, uh, yeah. Like that, that kind of stuff is what makes a theater for me. Like I like a nice new theater with a sink that works and gets hot and I can wash my face. You know what I mean? It has Wi-Fi that works. And, you know, like those are the things sort of, and also good, good food and and able to find good places to eat in in various cities. Like those are the things for me that I look for that make a good city, you know, because I'm not, again, A, I'm old and B, I've already (laughs) ventured out into a lot of these cities already. It's my third tour. So I'm not looking to go like explore and see the towns and see this. I'm looking to sit, hang around and live my life and go to work every night, you know? And like, so I just need like creature comforts. And so that, those are the things that I look for, you know? I'm happy that you brought up the Fox because I wanted to talk about the Fox at some point because you've got a Fox in Atlanta. You've got a Fox in St. Louis. Louis and there's Atlanta, was, Atlanta was great. We were just at the Fox in Atlanta. That one's good. But yeah. the St. Louis one is awful. There are these huge 5,000 seat theaters that are like taking you on to Arabian Nights, like yeah. there's clouds well, on the Yeah, because the, beautiful. The, 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 the Fox in St. Louis has lights that shoot out, like um, the stars, you know, in the ceiling. Yes. And so right. I'm trying to describe it for the people. So there is some artwork that happens on top of the ceiling and like shooting stars, like lights happen during the show completely distracting i missed many <laughs> cues because i'm focusing when i was in lion king I, I was focusing on that but it's beautiful to look at but maybe not during the show y'all just <laughs> psa <laughs> but, I, well, but in- I think that um certain things are different for me like i first started touring in 2001 with aida and or yeah around there and what was important to me then wasn't as important to me now like now like Adam was saying I like the comforts of like a good restaurant whereas before I like you know who where's there a club like I haven't been in a club since you know whatever <laughs> but that, that like that was important to me then and San Antonio has been one of my favorite cities because of the water the river walk it's so beautiful yes. there and and the people are so nice and surprisingly Des Moines Iowa um, the, th- the people in Des Moines love the theater so much and randomly it's where the tickets are the lowest price so we get people from so many different places coming to fly in because it's cheaper especially because the Hamilton ticket is so expensive so it's mm-hmm. always like those little random facts when I was in Appleton Wisconsin many years ago in 2007 I was super that's a good town super bored because there was not much to do in Appleton Wisconsin and Funny story, I woke up and it was my birthday in Appleton, Wisconsin. And I was like, there's nothing to do. So I went and I bought a convertible. <laughs> and that is when I first started driving the tour. And you know what? And that's that's part of the reason actors will choose to go on tour for those uh, for our listeners is um, with a per diem attached to your salary. Oftentimes this can be a, a financially yes. Sweet deal, as opposed to paying your rent in New York City every month and and living in a shoebox. Yeah, right. Well, you know, that's I have to just say real quick. That's you know part of the reason why I I mean I really pursued this job in the in this in this show because I was going through a situation in my life where like I needed not only a job but I needed a place to live and I was and and so this was like I, I should go on tour and so this was early on in the lockdown and I I reached out to Telsey and I reached out to Jerry Mitchell and I was like I want this job please put you know like I really put myself out there as like please hire me and you know so luckily enough they did because it worked out so. wow yeah 
Um, in is there a is there a thrill and a bonus to playing where you get so many opening nights and you arrive in a city and there's the billboards and there's the posters and you see your faces everywhere when you're driving down the highway? Um, is that is that so exciting everywhere you go? Is it uh, extra pressure because then you've got to do press everywhere you go and you've got to add all these things to your schedule? It's got to be fun being in LA with with the Moulin Rouge and and I'm you oh. know seeing all of the everywhere you drive. It's it's your yeah. face. Yeah, well, it was. Um, we, we just actually they just started putting our campaign photos up because we didn't have. I mean, we had Matt Murphy photos but they were using kind of like a lot of Broadway images. Um, but in San Francisco here, like I, we, I just finally, I finally saw my face on a bus. It was really cool. We were like, wait, oh my gosh, that's me. Um, and then they put some big, you know, pictures of us up um, outside the theater. But when we first got here, actually it was Aaron and Karen. And we were like, oh, okay, cute, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like a week in, then they just like put our faces up. It was like so weird. But the first time I ever experienced was that that was when I went was in Aladdin in, in LA. They had this giant, massive, you know, the Pantage like on the corner of Hollywood and Vine. No, no, no. Um, Argyle in Hollywood. There, that's where they put like like the biggest image, and that was like a picture of me. And I was like, this is so weird because I'm not on this tour, but I'm only on the tour for like five weeks. It was really weird. <laughs> but that was the first time I'd ever seen my face like blown up like that huge. But yeah, it's it's pretty surreal, I feel like. How have your interactions with fans varied with stage dooring, for example, on tour being um, kind of a different thing if it is happening? I know it's changed a lot in New York and I think it's back. Um, what What is the interaction with your fans and fans of the show out there? Do you find that you get a tribe of people who come to the show over and over again in certain cities, um, like you would in New York, say? We do have a lot of, of, of Hamill fans, but we unfortunately aren't yeah. allowed to do, um, we aren't allowed to do stage during anymore. We're not allowed to take any pictures or do autographs because of COVID, but it's always nice to see the little kids that dress up like um, the characters from the show. They're so cute. Um, so that always warms my heart when I see them like walking to the theater with their little like Skylar sister dresses on. But I wish that we could have that stage door experience again. And hopefully when, the world really opens back up again, we'll be able to. Yeah, that's gotta be so tricky too. I was thinking, I hadn't even thought about that. What the challenges of, of doing this in a, in a COVID era yeah. while well, traveling. Quite frankly, that's been, and, and I'm sure um, the ladies would agree, that's, that's been the biggest challenge of being out on the road during all this time is, is COVID. And, I, and, and I, as I'm sure you both have had in, happen in your shows, like, you know, we've, you get it, you get an outbreak and all of a sudden, like you're, you know, you talked before about having to do adjusted shows and mm -hmm. split tracks and cut tracks and all this kind of stuff. You know, we like, we've done shows as I'm sure you guys have too, like gone down to like the barest minimum you could do with just getting by with as many, you know what I mean? Like, and, and the, our, our incredible swings doing to 10 different things in the same show, you know? Um, and so that's that's definitely been the biggest challenge, and and again it has affected the stage dooring exactly uh, in that way. It's starting to come back for us a little bit. We don't have like a very strict sort of like no interactions. It's you know up up until recently, I've just you know from afar and kept the mask on the whole thing. But um, it's it's you know now we're starting to do it more. We don't get a lot of people. Uh, you know, at the stage door, you know, we, we're not obviously a Hamilton. <laughs> so we don't have like throngs of pre-existing fans that are coming to the show, you know. 
Um, so, um, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's slow and it's nice. And I, and I actually kind of like it just to say hello to a few people every night and then, you know, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Courtney? What are the, what are the this protocols has been there? Honestly, truly incredibly challenging because we, we do get in a lot of cities we get, especially in LA, we got sort of like swarms of people at the stage door and they would have you know, like the security people saying, sorry, they're not doing stage door, they're not doing stage door, but then it would be a mix up because then there would be people who come to see you. And then yeah. they would be like, well, uh -huh. but, but they can see, so then everyone would congregate and there were no barricades. So then it was like, then you would come out and the stage oh. door people would still come. And then it's, I don't, I'm not, I can't be like, no, no pictures, please. Like, I can't do that. So I'm like, yes, of course. But then it just becomes really overwhelming because then you're sort of like surrounded. It's really I think we just finally did get the barricades up now because it's just it's just easier that way. Um, but it's tough because we're not supposed to do it. So it's it's been a it's been a yeah. I, but I know that and then you know the feeling of like being someone who went to a Broadway show and like that's the best part of it for you as a theater yes. kid. You wanna get your playbill signs, so you can put it on your wall. And and I know that feeling and I and I know that that is like not life-changing for someone or it could be but it's it really important be. for someone and i don't want to so i always don't tell nobody i always just say come around the corner yeah. like, <laughs> you know meet people around the corner and sign or take a picture or something like that because i know what it's like to maybe have to save a lot of money to come and see a show to take off work to beg your parents to let you come and see this thing that you could watch home at, on disney plus for free but you want to have this experience and so I like to try to think of, you know, that and, and think of like this, this is the icing on the cake. Yeah, totally. Oh. Uh, on your travels, I, I have a memory of being very young and, and traveling and said bus and truck tours uh, where there was an occasion where there was a church group that showed up at outside of the theater that we were that we were playing and i don't know if you've heard of this group it's the westboro baptist church and they sure they they're very they're big god hates fags kind of movement and they showed up at the stage door with their pickets and their things and and heckled us getting what show was the this bus. you know this was um this must have been either tommy or state fair that i had done and what's uh, the problem with state fair like, i mean yeah. come on it's like well i think the idea being that there were just homos in the show oh, oh sure and I, and, it wasn't and about the had, show it was about you personally it was about me personally it was right, really sure. about me specifically um have you guys encountered any sort of cultural resistance in that way i know we talked a little bit about audience reaction but no not those guys we did have a couple people walk out of the theater when i was doing aida because it was you know oh, really? interracial yeah in um, some of the southern states wow I, I, yeah, I, I certainly know of, of that group. And I, 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 I feel like I have a vague recollection of maybe they did something, maybe at a rent something again for similar, you know, absurdities, but, um, uh, but yes, I, but, but that's really it for the most part. No, though, I haven't, uh, you know, um, they actually, it's funny, like the, 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 the press people, we had a conversation before we came out on the road with this show and they were like, listen, some of the press may ask you about the fact that she's like a prostitute and the controversial issues of being, I was like, are you kidding? And so they were like trying to do like, you know, like give me like media training. Um, and I, and so, but, but I, we haven't had much of that. I, I think maybe one person very early on mentioned it and I kind of shut it down very quickly, but, um, but yeah, it's, 
But look, you're always going to find some people somewhere who have a problem right. with anything and everything, you know? And so like, and as you tour the country, you see more and more of those mm-hmm. kinds of people, you know? Sure. I have a question. Yes. <clears throat> I have a question for Korea. both of the other panelists. Um, <laughs> specifically, <laughs> specifically, you know, I know that for me being in Hamilton, it is um, one of the most, um, uh, the, the fans are super serious about it. And that really started with Rent, in my opinion, of being like the first sort of pop musical. And do you, did you, was that hard, Adam, when you were first starting out to be so recognized and to be the musical that like, like I loved Rent because I didn't grow up singing musical theater, classical stuff. I grew up like belting in church and Rent was the first kinds of music that I could like sing how I sing and feel good about it. So did you feel like that was a challenge? Right. Because sometimes I feel like it's a challenge being in Hamilton in a show that like is so, like if somebody does something slightly different, you know, people pounce on yeah. it. And for you, Courtney, for you being in a musical that was a movie, do you find that people are doing any kind of comparisons that you feel are justified or unfair in that sort of way? Mm. Yes, ma'am. Adam, Yeah, uh, uh, sure. I, I mean, I, I never, I mean, I th- yes, in in that the 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 fans are are intense and and rabid and and they love what they love and they can be you know and it can be overwhelming you know and um and so yes ba- certainly back in the very beginning of Rent it was it was um you know I I. I, I experienced what it felt like. It's ironic. You know, I, I grew up wanting to be a rock star. Yes. I grew up ex- and, and then I ultimately experienced in, in a small way what that felt like, but doing musical theater, you know, um, and, 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 and I really, I, I relish that because it gave me sort of a taste of what that's like. And then it kind of went away, you know what I mean? And, and then since then, I've just been like a guy with a career and like, you know, that, that doesn't, that's not part of my life. Um, but, but, but I, I, I'm so fortunate, in, again, in that I, I saw what that was like and I realized, wow, this is really fun. This is great. What a blessing. I, I, I wouldn't want to be like this forever. I wouldn't mm. want that kind of life where, like, you think about people that are, like, huge megastars and they can't leave their house and they can't do this. Like, we sort of were like that for a minute, you know? Like, we had people running around New York City. It, it was funny and it was fun. It was young. We were young. It was exciting. It was all that. But, like... You know, it's, it's, that's a whole other level of stuff and pressure, yes, from the fans to, to give them what they want and, and for them to, oh, that's not what I remember or mm-hmm. that's not what I heard or that's different than that. Yeah, oh, uh-huh. yeah absolutely, sure. Yeah. I think to answer your question, Taria, that is the cutest question ever. Um, I think I received a lot more um, uh, negative comments about Aladdin than I have with this. Well, I think for several reasons. I think with Aladdin, even though it's like, you're comparing me to a cartoon. They, everybody yes. has an idea of what they think Jasmine is supposed to be. And I had to learn that because I was like younger-ish in my career there where I had to learn that like, I'm not gonna make everyone happy. And then I just have to like do my own thing. I learned a, I learned a lot in the process of that. And I think, so I've approached this in such a different way because they're both movie musicals, I guess, but one of them is animated and this one. And also since I think Karen Olivo also, um, the image of her and how different she looked from Nicole Kidman, I think paved the way for me so that people weren't like, yeah. weren't like well, why don't you look like Nicole Kidman? You know, it was, oh, that's so yeah. much of it has to do with what you look like, which I think is so ridiculous. Nicole Kidman doesn't look like yeah, Nicole exactly. Kidman. 
I just have to put that out. Out. You are honest. It's straight up CGI. Savage. But I'm like, I get more comparisons to a, a, a you know, a, a cartoon. Like, oh, well, you didn't look like right. a I remember certain reviews came out and they were like, well, she looks more like a Kardashian than Jasmine. It's like, I love that you're reviewing, like you New Yorkers, New York Times or something is reviewing me uh, the way that I look. How about like, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And times have changed, obviously. But I really know sure. flack with, with, with Satine and I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And they, they really embrace yeah. the fact that like, she, she's, um, she's different. And I'm, I, I, there's like an homage to, to um uh why did i my nicole kidman but really the musical is so different than the movie so i think that they like accept mm-hmm. it i guess yeah or nobody's like making themselves known that they're haters <laughs> i don't know it's a pretty easy show to yeah. love i mean it's got it's got all the bells and whistles and things that you want uh tell me about the dynamic of working within a cast on the road versus on broadway where you are stationary is there an extra level of bonding that takes place? Is uh, it does it turn into a high school situation because you're trapped with these people in a way that uh, you aren't when you've got your you can go home know, to your right family right you and, go home and feed your dog yes and whatever it's like I what was is, just like? I just got a text message saying that you know we're going to such and such a bar after the work for these two people's birthdays and you have to go you can't say. You, you have to go because you live with these people and you work with people. I don't people. go. <laughs> I know, but I, I am. I, so, you know, this particular cast is young and I am not. Yes, oh my God. I'm the oldest person in my cast. <laughs> so, the first, so the first day of when we first started this about four and a half years ago, um, a girl came up to me, lovely young lady. And she was like, oh my gosh, you could be my mom. Can I call you mom? Because she found out you know, how old I was or, or what, I think she found out like what shows I had been in. And so oh she was God. like, can I call you mom? And I'm like, if you want to do it through broken teeth, yes, <laughs> you can. Yeah. but like, I, I'm enough. so, I'm so, so I'm like the, I'm the person that everyone needs to call when they get home safely. I'm the person that's like, did you eat? I'm, you know, I take on that role because it's like natural to me, but it is a little bit difficult working with younger um, people, but they're your family. They're the people that you work with and live with and travel with. So there is like a bond that is all like not forced, but it just naturally happens more so than it would at, you know, at, on, on Broadway. And I, I personally give a gift. I, 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 um, I, I make jello shots for the cast every week. And that is the way that I connect with every person. Cause I hand them out so that people can have a little pick me up before the Sunday night show little booze in a cup and so there is something to that when you are leading a show as you all are of of a responsibility that kind of trickles down there as well jeremy kushner Um, taught me that oh wow he did i love that um how about you courtney yeah actually um yeah the biggest difference is is that when when you're doing robin show it's like everyone has their own lives and they go home and it's a it's a you know people don't really socialize as much as they do on tour um I, I was totally expecting all of the kids in the tour to be like fresh out of college. I was so grateful that they weren't because I'm like, I'm old. I need other old people too. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it, Satine can be a really lonely track because it's like really, I think you're my, 
my relationship with my co-star is even more heightened. It's like we're in a relationship, like a real relationship. You know, it's so like when there's things that go awry, like we like have to sit and like talk about it as if we were in a real, you know, it's like this whole thing that is a new experience for me. And I think it's like heightened too, because we're on tour. It's like the sort of this first tour together. And, um, but we have this thing too, kind of like you, Taria, where, where, um, cause my track is kind of lonely. I host in my dressing room what we call Cafe Rouge. Me and our Ziedler and uh, Christian bought an espresso machine and they went like the stage managers were like, you can't put that in the hallway, it's a hazard. So I host it, I put it in my dressing room and we have like a wall of snacks and like a shoe, you know, it's like you put over the door. Like, yes, one of those shoe yes. Holders. So we, we buy snacks and everybody comes and so we're doing intermission. It's like I'm getting my wig changed and everyone comes in and we have like a whole kiki and it's like, it's really fun and that's how I get to like really connect with my cast because otherwise I'm just with, you know, Christian most of the show and we're like, you know, like, ah. and I finally get to, you know, just like connect with everyone in that way. That's I'm totally stealing only, that shoe rack idea. It's cute, right? It's great. Only so, only so much going out you can do when you've got to, when you've got to right, do chilly exactly, times a week. Exactly, exactly, yeah. You know, it's a very, very different thing. Um, let me ask you for, for within your respective shows, what is your favorite moment to perform in your shows? What's 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 the most fun you're having on the stage in this show? The bows, Taria? because we get to go home. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, rushing not. dream. You're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, also, uh, I love Satisfied. It's a great number to sing, not just because it's my song, but I think that the structure of Satisfied and Helpless is literally like a play. Mm. The, the the two songs together it's like a very short small play within a play and and i think that it's so wonderfully written and i love that i get to sing that yeah that's one of the greatest sequences in, in musical theater that's history so frankly yeah. uh what about you adam what's your favorite part of pretty woman um you know there's a there's a moment in the show uh where in for those of you who remember the film they go to the opera together he takes her to the opera she's wearing the red dress and you know the, the necklace and the whole thing um and so it, it's it's to me it's the most beautiful moment in the show really where it's where they 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 go to the opera and they intersperse this song that i'm singing to her with a song from la traviata which is the opera that they're oh, actually yeah. seeing and so and so so the, the 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 two songs sort of intertwine in and out of each other and you're sort of watching the opera, then you're watching us, and then you're watching the opera, and then they have to, you know, the, the other actors in the opera, and it's really beautiful and so expertly crafted and well done. And that's that's always my favorite moment in the show. And it's also that moment, sort of, that's like time-wise, like you, you know, after that, it's just like it's it's all downhill from hey. smooth sailing. It's easy. It's <laughs> almost over. Hey. There's about yeah. there's about twenty minutes left, and like yeah, yeah. So. The heavy lifting is over. I remember yes. that moment in the show, and I—it's so delightful to have that kind of classical music break within the, you know, Brian yeah, Adams yeah. score. It's really right. a fun, fun twist. What's your favorite part of being Satine? Oh Courtney? gosh, well, there's so many favorite parts, but I think I always say "Come What May" because it's—it's it's like really the point where they, where Christian and Satine actually get to love each other. There's like always this back and forth, but um, I think right now I always get really excited to do the Elephant Love Medley. I think it's just so fun and I get to goof around a lot with my co-star during that um, scene. And I think it's like we find new things and we just like 
we're just like laughing and goofing around and not like I mean like professionally you know like in the roles we are you naturally know? And then, naturally and then shit sort of hits the fan and everything becomes like really sad and like ugh, you know and so I think that's the kind of like the joy that sets up for the for the sadness later and I think yeah I always enjoyed the more like joyous moments in the show yeah where where is everybody heading next what are you looking forward to on the road what stops of course, everyone's like, I need to look at a piece of paper. I need so to I can tell you look at the graph. I, I, we had a really rough winter in the sense that, like, of course, COVID ravaged everybody. But, like, we were in every freezing, cold, blizzard-hit city, like, one after another. Like, we had a really rough winter. So, quite frankly, I'm, I'm looking forward to, in this second year, uh, of spending January and February in Texas and yeah. Florida. Cool. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Where are you saying oh, in yeah. where, what, which state in, which city in Florida? We're, we're we, you know, we're going to like four different cities. We're going to Orlando, Fort Myers, um, and like a couple other ones. Like, I, yeah. And we've already been to Florida for a couple of weeks. Oh, so we're nice. going back, which oh. is great. Yeah. We go to, we're in DC right now. We've been, we will have been here for 10 weeks, which is a really long sit down for us. And then we go to Baltimore, which is, I can see it from here for three weeks after this and then we go to rochester and then we go to detroit and oh are you when do you do you get to rochester in uh, the winter time well we get to no we get to rochester in six weeks okay okay you'll be you'll 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 be all right it'll be brisk brisk we like brisk what where are you off to after it was so funny because when we were in chicago we were like oh just so excited about LA and so excited about LA. We were like, well, what are we going to be excited about after LA, you know? Um, but San Francisco has been amazing. Um, we're going back to Costa Mesa. So we're going to be like in the Orange County area, which- I love Costa Mesa. <laughs> I do too. I love Costa Mesa. Um, and then we do we do like Seattle, Portland, Salt Lake, and Vegas. Oh, so like- Oh my God. That's the best. Yes. So we're going to have the best winter. Oh, it's going to be a great winter. I'm just, I'm thrilled because we do a lot of the West Coast. So we haven't, sorry, Adam. That's okay. Have you ever been to Portland? No, I haven't. I've never been to Portland. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm going to send you some stuff because they have these amazing food trucks. And there's this one, it's called Fried Egg. I'm in love. Shout out to them. They're so great. It's like breakfast sandwiches. So good. Sandwich. You do. You get to become the go-to person for anybody who's going yes. anywhere. They can call you up and be like, I'm going to Poughkeepsie. Where's the best I can tell donut? you where to go salsa dancing everywhere. I can tell you where to eat your breakfast sandwiches, all the oh things. Oh, my God. Shopping. Oh, and we're going to Fayetteville. We're going to Adam. We're going to Fayetteville. Arkansas. So, and, and actually, a lot of people who have been to Fayetteville. I mean, we, we just got here last night, uh, so I, I can't like, really tell you, but I, I, had a, I had a good meal in a nice restaurant last night, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Adam, I want you to write a note on a wall Great. to Courtney yes. that she can yes. find. I will. I think that's something people don't know too. Sure. A lot well, of times in, backstage, in they, the companies will do these big pieces of art yeah. that exist on the walls backstage. And it's kind of fun to go into a theater and you can look and be like, yes. oh, there's the Sweet Charity Tour and that's so-and-so's name. And I know that person. And then you take a picture and yeah. send it to them. And In Denver at the Buell Center, they right. have the, they put your the whole like, yeah, somebody yeah. does artwork of the your show posters. That's oh, they do them cool. everywhere. Well, I want yeah. to be respectful of your time yeah. and you guys have to get off and, and do your thing. This was so fun. Thank you for sharing with us today. And I wish you continued success. I'm a great big fan of so all fun. three of you. And uh, please call me every five minutes. <laughs> and, uh, Everybody who's listening, go out and see <laughs> these shows. See Moulin Rouge, see Hamilton, see Pretty Woman. Go and support see these. It. Yeah. See all the shows. See That's it all. 
so see, great about touring all the shows is bringing the theater anything. to people who wouldn't have access otherwise. And that's, how fabulous is yeah. that? That's the name of the game. Yeah. All right, continue to have fun and we'll Bye. talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ben. Bye, ladies. Bye-bye. Thank you. My guess is you're never going to go to a Broadway touring production and see it quite the same ever again. You know too much. You're on the inside track. You're in the know. Want to say thank you to our incredible superstars, the one and only Adam Pascal, insanely talented Taria Campbell, and of course, Courtney Reed from the Moulin Rouge. I love you guys. Make sure you get out there and see them on the road this theater season all right if you like our show you've got to rate us review us and subscribe to us tell your friends all about us you can follow us on social media i hope that you do at the broadway cast follow me at ben does broadway if you want to support us further please do become a member of our patreon family and we're going to create extra content that is made just for you nobody else gets it just our patreon family click the link in the liner notes to get that until next time with much sorrow in my heart i say adieu this is your broadway buddy ben cameron saying have a great show When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.